you know, because we sit and as, you know, we probably, I don't know if they still say this down there, but we jaw, you know, we get to jaw on. Get the jaw, jaw jacking. It, and that's what something my dad would say, you know, because he, he taught me many of those colloquial colloquialisms. Yep. If I, if science. I say them science yeah, we science. got down here. You know, like, uh, like, what, 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 did you bring yeah, your truck? Would you, did you, you know, did you, did you bring your truck? Would you? Yeah, G used to it? could, used to could, you know. Oh yeah, that, that I used to could do that, but I can't. Used remember. to could, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, fixing two and all that. Yeah. Uh, well, we're fixing the start of the show here. I know we keep getting distracted, but not well. We we digress, which is literally the name of the show. So I mean, there's there's not even really a. I don't do the big you know booby entrance anymore. So we just talk until we don't anymore so right. um i will say though to those who are listening uh we have jake hood back uh, this is okay so we did the we did the initial episode with you on uh right and then we did the group chat live yeah but that's this right. is your this is your actual and then we did the superman with josh oh, that, superman. yeah that was so enjoyable yeah but this is your official second appearance back to this show, right? Yes, that is true. Got it. Okay, yeah, I wanted to make sure I had my timeline straight. Uh, so with that, everyone, uh, Jake is here. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit about um, a journey that he is trying to start uh, and uh, a good bit of, about the journey he has already been on and more importantly, the, the journey that his son Alex is on and trying to continue so uh definitely not the authority on that uh i just wanted to make sure um to give a good introduction and so jake um however you want to to get started here let's let's just talk about alex for a little bit yeah you know that's a good way to start because that's uh, sometimes my biggest problem is getting started but that was the yeah. perfect perfect introduction um but you know alex he's uh <laughs> he's seven um you know, one of the cutest little boys you'd ever want to meet. Um, I think his favorite food is French fries. <laughs> it's a strong motivator in his life right now. Um, you know, I- um, uh, Ben, Ben, it, 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 I will say this real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, human being can survive on popcorn alone. What? One on 80, 80 to 90% popcorn diet. Yeah, it, you would thrive <laughs> even. Uh, Benjamin pretty much only eats popcorn uh, or other kinds of snacky food. Uh, but but yeah, if it weren't for microwave popcorn, the boy probably would have starved. Already. What you know? <laughs> there's a comedian that once said, you know, <clears throat> before you have kids, and then when you do have kids, and someone points out, oh, your kids eating dirt. Oh, thank God! Finally, they're eating something. And exactly. I, I didn't understand that. <laughs> exactly uh but yes yeah i'm amazed at what little you know kids can eat and just survive off on and then you know we we grow up and our bodies start failing us it seems like at 25 or beyond for some reason and then it's like okay no now we need to actually watch our diet and and take all this good stuff it's like oh well oh yeah i learned that lesson i learned that lesson yeah that's right yeah but anyway um yeah, but moving on, but Alex, uh, you know, so he's a very special boy. And, you know, as you know, but people listening may not know, he was diagnosed with autism uh, when he was three, um, you know, which we, we kind of knew uh, that there was definitely something going on, which is why we, you know, had him checked out. But m- my wife would tell you that the moment she held him, 
she just knew that something was going to be different about his journey. You know, it, it's one of the, and I, I don't know if it's a mother's intuition. Um, and, and even like at around one, I, I kind of had my own, you know, inkling about it. Um, you know, so with that, he has, you know, significant challenges with like communication, um, emotional regulation, um, anxiety, you know, because when, when some, he gets very set into routines and say you disrupt that routine, he gets very, very upset, you know, and what they call an autism meltdown. Right, um, right. You know, well, for him. I can empathize with that. Um, you know, I, today, one of the things that I spoke to my therapist about was seeking an, an autism diagnosis for myself for that's right. many reasons, for many reasons. One, um, you know, and, 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 and not to play it for this, but it is a, a recognized and acknowledged disability in the ADA. And that isn't to, you know, play for sympathy to be disabled, as it were. It is to validate the accommodations that we're allowed to ask for because uh, of what this means for us. And it isn't that, you know, we are disabled in, in that way. It, we, are, we are set against a world that isn't made for us right? That's exactly uh, right. <laughs> uh, and so hearing you say um, these things that you begin to see, and, 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 and to your wife's point, indeed, there is a mother's intuition. And what I would expect probably that she had a sense of was, you know, how we react differently to sensory input, right? And, and as you yeah. said, that leads to, can lead to an autism meltdown. Um, and, and I, I feel for Alex and I'm sure you've had your own experiences where, you know, until you understand that that's what it is, you feel like you've just lost control and you're angry, right? You have your Hulk <sighs> smash moment and you don't know why. And then yeah. when you start to understand these things in your kids or, or how autism, uh, you know, exposes these irregularities, right? These dysregularities, um, in emotional control it doesn't forgive us those moments for myself at least because it helps me understand the perspective of it and so i see myself in in alex's struggle um and and i i the difference is i have the benefit of having a means to express myself yes but you it's still incredibly complicated <laughs> Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, I, I can I can definitely feel for um, that frustration that he must express. You know, and that that's exactly it because it's um you know where's as far as him communicating that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, most recently I had a pardon me an evaluation with his speech therapist because you know he does speech therapy, occupational therapy, behavioral therapy, <laughs> and I we're running around quite a bit. Um, but he, he's plateaued in the past year and, um, you know, like, uh, with the evaluation, he just, he, he just wouldn't even uh, cooperate or do anything with it. Um, you know, and then me sitting there trying to help and encourage him. And, and it was just hard because, you know, when you see someone like a therapist go through and she's marked, you can see on the chart, she's marked like zeros on everything. 
Right. Um, and you feel like that is an unfair representation it, of exactly. who he is, right? And that, yeah. that's where I'm trying to get to. Like, there's no metric I want. I am trying to rush my son towards, you know, because I've I've known parents to be like that with certain things, with sports and other things with their kids. It's like, no, I'm, <laughs> I I just want him to be able to fully express himself, um, and just show and shine that beautiful person that he is. And you know, and and when he can't do that because he's very. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word, but echolalic, you know, so he'll perhaps grab onto one particular word. So if he, you know, he's coming up and he might, so he'll do like one or two words sometimes. So he'll be like, you know, cheese. Okay. So at least now we know cheese, but sometimes cheese means something else. <laughs> right. Cheese is, the, cheese. cheese is the word, right? Right. It's That's not the word of it the day. Not, it's just not the word may not be. It's how, it's how you not to, bring it down to this level in any other way than I, you know, if you understand, you understand, but you people, people can talk to their cat <laughs> because the yeah. cat meows back. Right. Yeah. But not every meow means meow. Right. And so yeah. not every cheese means cheese um, right. until he finds another word. And I can, you know, I can, um, my nephew uh, has some limit, you know, he has some difficulty communicating. He's got a, an incredible vocabulary, um, he just uses it in an interesting way, uh, and and that he he will perseverate on words or phrases uh, depending on where he is. Is you know, and, and it's always um, in a in a fun and interesting way. But I you know he does land on uh, something that you know can last for weeks uh, at yeah. a time where you just you roll with whatever it is and and engage with them where they are right exactly and then like we, my wife and i we've kind of learned how to have a shorthand with them you know we can kind of figure out in most instances um because he has his routines right okay so string cheese is one of his favorite things or french fries um you know pop tarts that's usually a good go-to you know and so sometimes you kind of cycle through what you know <laughs> until you land on something that that he wants um but sometimes yeah it's just a struggle and when he can't you know, you can't make that connection with them. And then, yeah, it just, it outbursts from him as extreme frustration, anger, crying, and more so as he's gotten older now, you know, sometimes, um, this may take me a minute because uh, it, sometimes it's just hard to talk about. Um, it's okay. We yeah. have no time limit. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just me trying to... <clears throat> But, you know, like when he gets real upset, he has been, you know, uh, trying to kind of throw himself and some stuff that, that could just be very dangerous for him. And, you know, and I know it's because he has all that anxiety and that frustration, you know, and like his behavioral therapist explained to us, and it makes sense, you know, there for him, it's like a dual layer, right? When he's extremely anxious, well, that comes out as these feelings of frustration, you know, because he doesn't know what's going to happen next, you know, so say the routine is broken, the routines are calming mechanisms and now exactly. you've broken the calming mechanism okay well what's dad going to do now because the routines are broken and like i definitely understand that because you know i'm adhd as well um you know and i'm uh, also something called uh, nonverbal learning disorder nvld which they're still trying to find a classification for that but a lot of doctors are trying to put it into the autism category as well it just hasn't landed there yet um but yeah, so I understand that too. I, I don't like being interrupted, you know, especially when I'm very focused on tasks, you know, and that, that kind of thing. But 
Um, but yeah, he, he's become extremely rigid in those routines. So we definitely know he uses that as a strong coping mechanism. And it, it's just been things, life in general has just been getting more challenging for him because I think you, you hit it on the head. Um, this, <laughs> this world's not designed for him. Nope. And it, here's, well, you know, the world is built by, for the most part, what we will classify as the neurotypical, neurotypical. what we understand as how the vast majority of people process sensory input. Um, and then there are those of us who are in a range of neurodivergence. Um, and that includes those uh, of us on the autism spectrum, dis uh, uh, autism spectrum. Uh, I don't like the word disorder. Uh, I, I mean, our thinking is disordered. It is the right word, uh, but it also, I feel like it carries a little baggage, but You're you know right. what yeah. we're saying, right? Um, but, but it is, and that is an ADHD as well. And these, these divergencies are a spectrum and they do have overlap. I mean, um, if you wanted to lay down a stack of neurodivergent pancakes, uh, or, 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 or overlay a, a Venn diagram, mine is a pancake, right? Mine is a stack yeah. of pancakes. Um, uh, and, and these, and, and what I want to, uh, just to kind of maybe, relate uh, what i want the audience to understand is that the difference and i've told my wife this and I'll, to make it a little bit lighthearted, right I, I, my wife's brother has had some trouble uh you know uh here and there uh with you know getting in trouble and yeah. um and i've i've had to tell her from time to time what you have to understand my love is that the only difference is i ain't been caught <laughs> okay yeah there's the difference between myself and and him is that i've i have managed to skate by right and that 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 we can't Get that mask him yeah exactly well you know i mean you know i i've done things that you know had i been caught i would have gone to jail too so you know the <laughs> difference being that that is the only difference and and what i feel the empathy for alex is that the the, there's very little sunlight between he and I in, in, a, in a lot of ways in the way that, you know, I, I have had the difference being that I can, ex I had the opportunity to express myself. Express, yeah. Right. But, but these, these, these moments of intense anxiety, these moments of intense emotional overwhelm that lead to a meltdown, um, you know, to draw on a, to draw on stereotypes that people can identify with just for the moment. Yeah. For me, because it happens, it leads to the, the stompy arm flappy moment, right. Where yeah. I, I just can't control what my body is doing because I, I'm too frustrated to express my emotion while being emotional. Yep. Right. And I, again, have the opportunity to use my language and I can't imagine how he feels on the inside with that, right? I can only empathize. And then for you to know that there's a need that, that he has yeah, that needs to be fulfilled. We, we want to, you know, we, we 
know, you and I both know that that autism isn't something that should be cured. It isn't oh, something no. that can be cured. It, it is it is an, it is a beautiful spectrum of thought process. The, those of us and the, and the people in, in the neurodivergent spectrum see the world in a beautifully different way. Um, you should just talk to some of us and let, and, and I mean, seriously, honestly, if you get us started, there's really no stopping us, <laughs> That's... <laughs> but, but yeah. you know, it, the world is so much more, I think for it, it, it's a gift in more ways than it's not because the world is so much more for us. I think there's more for it, uh, for, uh, of it, for us to feel, um, I feel like, neurotypical people kind of are lacking in a way and you know maybe we look at the other side of that as who you know who has the disability <laughs> really you know um yeah but but i just wanted to you know i just i'm hearing i want you to know that i see myself reflected in what you're what you're telling us about alex yeah and i i appreciate that you know and it's it's very well said and you know, and, that, and that's the thing. I know that I know that Alex has so much that he'd like to say, and it's, you know, and my wife put it like like this. Um, you know, we we don't know what his favorite color is. We we don't really know what his favorite food is. We don't know what animals he likes. You know, and it's something my four year old daughter, by comparison, I know all of her favorites. I know everything about her because she will not stop talking. And then you feel heartbroken over that too. And then you feel guilty because you're like, you know, joyous in her triumph that she's neurotypical as, you know, we would put that. And then, you know, you think about, I think about my son at <laughs> the same token. And it's like, well, how can I take joy in this? <laughs> it, it, a lot of conflicting emotions. And especially for someone like myself also who has ADHD and then NVLD, and VLD has issues with like emotions as well. They, they call it Asperger's light, even though Asperger's is not a term I'd really use, but that is a way people can relate, you know? Right. Um, so I myself, you know, um, it really, I believe I am on the spectrum myself too, because there's some times where I can look at Alex and I know what he's thinking. And that's that's been very beneficial, you know, because sometimes right. it's, um, you know, I, I take him to his room and we cuddle up in a blanket together and, you know, I, I just try to, we, we, I give him squishes because, you know, he really likes that sensory contact, you know, and sometimes that, that compression, it just really helps him, you know, and sometimes that's, <laughs> you know, that might be for an hour or more. And it's, what I uh, have, uh, what I have learned is that those of us who will allow for that you know people who like to hug yeah um on the spectrum give the best hugs right they're they're just they're strong and earnest um and you know i even had it i had someone ask me one time you know why do you give out such great hugs and my reply was well because that's what i that's what i need yeah <laughs> right yeah. um that's 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 the that's I'm being selfish, honestly, <laughs> uh, if, you know, if you want to look at it, uh, deep down and, and so, you know, I, I, I understand being able to, to see that emotion, uh, or that identity in him, you understand to some degree where he is, and that's where you can see what's in, what's in there, 
right that we want to find a way to bring out right exactly and and you know in addition to like the communication challenges i've noticed you know now he's seven so last year he was also diagnosed with adhd um you know which makes complete sense because he can barely stay still for about three seconds and he's up and off to the next thing i mean (laughs) he can do so much in about 10 seconds than i can do it feels like in eight hours (laughs) right right well he's he's uh you know on top of um on top of all that he's got the energy of a hummingbird right i mean seven-year-olds are uh you know i i a lot of folks don't i think understand um that most children are uh actually they are uh fusion reactors Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the way they operate is through entropy um, of you. They, they take your energy uh, <laughs> and turn it into a fusion uh, um, reaction that, you That's know, good. mega, mega amplifies to exponentially amplifies the amount of energy output uh, while draining you at a converse exponential rate. Yeah it's and that that's just true of the case and then you know with alex and like i said he, he is special and he sees the road in a unique way <laughs> add on autism adhd and then you know we just recently had his uh, appointment with his neuropsych as well and she added some anxiety <laughs> to their he has high anxiety too and i'm like yeah that that's makes complete sense <laughs> and, those and all go hand in hand, hand in hand like, yeah. yeah and like we were talking you know the moment ago the the then the stack of pancakes it's um those things you have to find the right place to start and until you can communicate effectively it, it's hard to know you know what medicine is helping right Right. Um, even in, and, and you and I both know, uh, and anyone who's listening, who's also in, in the, uh, under the spectrum and, or in the mental health, uh, game knows that even when you can communicate, uh, dialing in the right medicine at the right dose in the right combination takes years that, and, and access. That's, that's <laughs> correct. Yeah. I mean, I got diagnosed with ADHD last year. You know, I, I, I just thought um, everyone else just thought real different, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, I've learned a lot about what I understood to be, a, I, well, um, here, here's an example. And, and I, I'm just assuming, knowing what I know about where we are, mm-hmm. that this is something you've experienced, where you get a top down and like you, you have the chills, but you can't control it. Sometimes you kind of like, oh, right. And your whole body just shakes for no, no reason whatsoever. Other than you're like, somebody pushed the reset button, right? Like yeah. Soft I'm, I'm getting them right now. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about yeah exactly. And, but, it, it, and I had no idea that that wasn't just thing, a thing until I had one uh, in front of one of my leaders at work. And she was like, are you cold? And I was like, no, it's just one of those chills you get, you know, random chills. Yeah. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, you know, you don't just, you know, she's yeah. like, no, I've never. I've like, never. I, I asked my wife because um, we're, we were watching Big Bang Theory and, you know, the intro of Big Bang Theory is all those pictures moving very, very fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I, I sat there and I just I laser focused in. Right. Because I can see every single photo and extrapolate it in my mind and remember it. 
And I'm like, oh, well, there's, you know, uh, Jesus on the cross right in the middle of it. And then there's this one, that one. And, and you know, she's like, well, why did, why'd you, why did you shudder? Like, what, what do you mean? It's like, well, you like shuddered. I'm like, oh, yeah, because I, 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 I was taking in so much that I could actually feel my brain. She's like, feel your brain? I'm okay. like, yeah. Jake, can't you feel your brain <laughs> let me let me drop a let me drop a, a, a bomb on you here Uh-oh. okay i was i brought this up a, i brought it up a couple times and trying to just trying to relate to people about it and so i went on a little bit of a google hunt and what i found is the closest i could find to what they are what this is is a you know is a tonic clonic seizure um or an or an epileptic uh um episode and so my best uh, my best understanding is and 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 you're telling that story about that rapid sensory input Mm. um it's it you know it, it reinforces that it is a a mild seizure right oh maybe i should stop watching that intro (laughs) (laughs) um but you know they happen at at any old time but you know the fact that you you had one in that moment kind of lends a little credence to the best information i was able to find about it um Hmm. but yeah yeah so have you i mean have you noticed any kind of uh particular stimuli that 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 causes something like that in Alex visual stimuli yeah um you know because so my vision is 2013 um so i have Holy very cow. very very yeah <laughs> Dude, i have very good vision. so the okay problem, hawkeye <laughs> the problem with that is though is like i'm very particular like on the kind of tv i choose which you know about that too you shop you analyze you make sure you can do this oh but this model has You're this, like retina know. display my ass yeah. <laughs> well that's just it. it it's uh and so like for instance uh actually alex and i i was watching stargate atlantis uh and normally he doesn't pay attention to the tv at all like you know he just doesn't care for it he's more involved in the physical world you know because a lot there's a stereotype that oh, all most autistic kids must love tablets right just to use a stereotype he's like total opposite uh he'd right he'd much rather be the sensory touch of the physical world which is cool it's him but so when i was watching atlantis you know and it was the first time john shepherd steps through the gate right and it's the really long wormhole to the pegasus galaxy so cool though (laughs) exactly and that was the first time they used that new effect right where you could actually see the stars outside of the wormhole and so I'm watching it on, you know, I never really watched it on 4K TV before, you know, so this is my first rewatch since then. And I'm, I'm getting like that kind of stimulation out of it. But Alex comes over and he, he plops himself in front of the TV and he watches it intensely. And then his hands and feet start fluttering. So he's getting that sensory input too. Yeah. And I just, yep, and then, yeah, that was one of those moments. And then yeah, he, yep. he comes over and he says, help. And I said, okay, buddy, what, do, do you want to watch that again? Help. And that, so he, he, there's some words he's like, help, you know, so we got to branch out. And now he calls it tunnel. <laughs> That's you awesome, know, though. Tunnel. That's and awesome. I'm like, okay, okay, bud, we'll watch the tunnel. And I, and I have to cut him off because otherwise we'll be there all day. <laughs> we have, okay, we can do it five times, right? Five more times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah five more times. Uh, that's beautiful, though, because like, um, not, I mean, because honestly, if you 
you as you as Jake can understand that that's you it gets you too right yeah I mean and if you had nothing else to do you could probably watch it on an endless I mean honestly oh, yeah, there are people I, who I have could. watched it on an yes. endless loop we have we all we both know people who listen to the enterprise hum on endless loop I mean it's it's exactly the same thing um and uh and so the those are the kind of moments that um where you get an opportunity to learn and yeah. now you have a way to you know he he there's a there's probably a chance that he likes the rest of stargate too but this is what's got his attention right now right right uh, <laughs> and then you know he's off to the next activity because oh adhd's taking a what <laughs> yeah yeah um totally the reason that i watch everything with captions now because that 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 constant like having to keep my my uh eyes and brain engaged because i'll read rather than listen but i'm listening at the same time see it, um, it's so interesting it really gets me that. better it's so interesting with that because I've heard a lot of people say that too with ADHD. But for me, because I have the NVLD coming in there, which NVLD is nonverbal learning disorder, which means it's self, it's deceiving. I learn more from talking than I do reading. And so I need to very much focus and look at the actors talking. Because uh, if yeah, I it's read, interesting. Yeah, yeah, if I read, I miss what went on because it's like, I can read and my brain can shield itself from really taking in the information. Cause like I've done that before where I've read a whole page of text and then I started thinking about other stuff. Right. You know, okay. Yep. And I'm jumping around and I'm like, Oh, what, what was this book about? What? <laughs> so I have, I have to have both mm. for retention. Um, now in the past uh, I, you know, when I was younger, uh, it was no big deal for me to just watch TV, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I've been able to remember every single episode of Star Trek The Next Generation well before right. I ever watched it with captions on all the time. Uh, it, has an, it has enhanced my reception, especially of new stuff, mm -hmm. um, and added to the rewatch uh, ability of some older stuff. You catch things that you didn't quite catch before, things like that. Um, but it uh i think that i would like to try it with reading a book along while listening to the audiobook interesting hmm. uh because i very much cannot do the book reading thing yeah right i can read on the internet interestingly enough uh don't struggle to read articles or information you know i can't read short, a book on though. the computer can't read a book on my yeah, phone see, but you know an article short enough that it's like okay right. i can probably focus enough to get gather and research the information i need and then i can move on to my next goal at right, least that's right. the way i do it well uh speaking of research by the way uh and going out there and gathering information Part of the reason that we're here to talk about That's Alex right. is because we are looking for uh, some support about yes. uh, some opportunities that are out there. Um, now, I want to I want to ask you first before we even talk about the because it's going to get delicate, y'all. Um, yes, and and I, we're not going to be ashamed about the openness with which Jake and I support this. And I will tell you from my experience as someone who 
is pretty darn sure they're autistic and is seeking a diagnosis for themselves. Uh, and, 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 you know, as Jake has said to me, and as anyone has said to anyone else, uh, when you've met an autistic person, congratulations, you've met one autistic person. <laughs> exactly. um, same with ADHD, same with any neurodivergent, honestly, same with any person, really. I mean, we're not pigeonholing anyone, but what, what, what I will preface all of what we are about to talk about with is that nothing that we are about to address will be considered nor should be um, construed to be quote unquote seeking a cure for autism that's going to be made Correct. incredibly clear very clear yes um as as we have talked about up until this point the in, the end goal is communication um because uh as we've learned uh up to this point about young alex is that he sees the world in such a beautiful way there isn't anything about the way about the way he sees the world that anyone would want to change what what i think jake is hoping to do and you can just correct me if i'm wrong but i'm i feel a passion for this um is is just find a way to allow alex to express himself in such a way that i've been saying i'm able to do i want i i i can't imagine not wanting that for everyone right yeah. um and so to unlock his ability to express the way in which he sees the world, um, I think is a human right. Yes. And um, Jake's going to tell us about an opportunity uh, where we might be able to, to find some help with that. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, throughout the years now, now that, you know, he's diagnosed at three, seven now. So he, you know, Alex goes to school and he's in uh, the special ed class and his teachers in Paris and, uh, and he gets speech and OT there. They're fantastic. They work with us great. Um, we do therapies outside of school. Um, you know, we, we've tried the whole diet changes and which I'm sure you've read a lot of articles about that. In fact, I've gotten a lot of advice <laughs> about that too. Um, and, you know, natural supplements, and we've tried medication, um, and the medication, it, it, it has not jived well with him, you know, um, it, it actually just, it did, it, he was just a very unhappy boy, you know, and it just didn't really help. And so we're, we've worked with his neuro um, psychologist in that too, and she's been so supportive. Um, but like, like Dan said, we want to, we want to be able to unlock you know, that communication barrier for him so he can fully express his needs. He, he, when he's upset, he can tell us, you know, that he's upset. Like, and, and this one, like just this past week, he, he came home and, and he was just gravely having a meltdown as soon as he got off the bus. And we're trying to figure it out. And he, he gets all of his clothes off because he has a thing about sensory about clothes. He doesn't really like to wear clothes at home. Um, but he's kind of hop hopping around and we're trying to figure out, okay, you know, did, did you hurt your foot? And, and we finally figured it out. Yeah, there was something wrong with his foot. Um, and you know, he was in pain, but he couldn't tell us that. So he was stomping around. And so we had to kind of, you know, get him to a point where he didn't do that because, you know, he was trying to express that I'm in pain. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry it, that's very recent so that that's been on my mind um 
but yeah, we, we want them to be able to say, okay, my foot hurts, you know? Um, and I, I thought about, about this, Dan, the, my, my biggest dream and aspiration for Alex is for him one day to tell me his greatest dream. And I can't wait to hear that. Um, so after doing a lot of research, there is a, a therapy uh, that's uh, based upon stem cells. Um, you know, it's a treatment uh, for autism. You know, as we said, it's not a cure. Um, but what, what the treatment does is using stem cells from umbilical cord tissue. Um, they're able to take these stem cells that are donated from mothers after healthy births. You know, they screen them for any contaminants and so forth. Um, and they found that using these natural stem cells, it, it typically has helped to unlock and repair any kind of issues related to communication um, in, uh, in autistic uh, patients' brains. And, it, and it's been phenomenal. Um, a lot of the successes that have gone on uh, with this research and these treatments. Um, and when I found out about this, and then of course, me being ADHD, I dive right in, right? I read every single government report about it. I, I, I look at all this stuff and I see, okay, there's been a series of successions, right? Like first there was adult stem cells that were tried, like you take from the skin and you try to give it back to the patient. Okay. That was like nominal success. Okay. They moved to bone marrow that had some success, but there was risk of graft, you know, uh, versus host disease. Okay. Moving on. And then they, you know, they started looking at the umbilical cord. Uh, tissue and umbilical cord blood, and, and they found the umbilical cord tissue. Um, <clears throat> well, there, you know, the human body does not reject stem cells from that. Um, they're they kind of call them like day zero stem cells because they're some of the most pure that are legally available. Essentially, you know, just human stem cells. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, and they have like the same potency as like embryonic stem cells. Um, and, you know, and the, but the thing here is there's no ethical issues, you know, cause there's a lot of, the, a lot, especially in the early 2000s. Folks have ethical questions. Indeed. Right. indeed. Um, yeah. And, and, and like you said, these, these still, these cells and any, uh, any mother who's given birth within the last 20 odd years has probably been asked, would you we like to preserve and or yeah. donate? Yeah. Your cord blood. Uh, one, if you preserve it for your own child, then guess what? You've got a basically an endless factory of healthy cells for them, but it's all, you know, also, um, it, it's the good stuff for anyone, uh, because they are there it's, it's unused inventory. It's like, you know, what do they call that? Uh, new old stock, <laughs> right? Cause all of our cells start out as stem cells, right? And then they grow into the various organs, even your skin, your skin is an organ. Which, when I learned that as a kid, it freaked me out. Freaking you out! All your largest skin is your, yeah, yeah, your but, but yeah, it, you know, and and from what they found uh, in their research, and you know, it, and they they used to think that a lot of these stem cells went and they replace stuff. Um, you know, in this case, it, it actually goes in when it comes across say damaged tissue, um, and it says, oh. Hey, you're damaged. Let me let me fix that. And then okay, it's used up and it fixes that particular cell. Um, you know, and the research on this is very interesting. And uh, because a lot of the premise is that, you know, uh, and, and I really like the, you know, from what I've read about the research is that, you know, okay, what is the cause of autism? Well, there's no bullet that's gonna get that. Um, oh, yeah. No, you know. It, it because I mean at this okay so let's let, let's take a quick pause here something yes. I learned um 
that, and you and I talked about a couple of crossover events uh, the other day when we were, you know, going, uh, you know, talking about this to begin with. And um, there is this, you know, there is this uh, biological phenomena, honestly, uh, just, I mean, the way that human biology works, any biology in general, but um, you know, when a, an embryo decides that it's going to become, you know, a typical female, then that embryo in the fourth month of gestation develops all of the eggs that it will right. ever produce yeah. in its life, right? Which is amazing. <laughs> Which is absolutely amazing. Um, unlike us gentlemen, uh, or those of us with productive testes, we just make new stock all the time for better or worse. Um, but what that means is, and, 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 you know, there's this, there's this, uh, oh, venial, venial trauma, right. Uh-huh. Right. So there is this theory that, that, you know, the body remembers and it does. Um, and so you are the inheritor of your grandmother's trauma. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then so on top of that, and think about our grandmothers, dear friend, uh, their 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 uh, depression and World War II, and you know Vietnam and uh, Cold War survivors. Um, hello, trauma, right? <laughs> um, yeah. And so, and the you know, I don't think I don't think we all understand what the Cold War did to us. Um, just the constant threat of, you know, and here, well, I think we're getting a, an undue refresher course. Uh, but, but to know that, you know, okay. So that, that alone, right. That alone. And you think about, okay, just, we'll, we're going to digress off onto another tangent. And you think about that for people of color, Mm. how far back is that trauma carried forward? right <laughs> and you can't there's no cure for that right no. so no. then then you add in okay what what other complications do we have we we have poisoned our environment through our own activity either through carbon pollution or intentionally pumping lead into the atmosphere for decades and painting our houses with it <laughs> yeah and so on top of this inherited genetic trauma, we have lead poisoned our issues. Yes. Yeah, we have lead poisoned our grandparents and parents, and then they had us. Um, and then we cut holes in the ozone layer, et cetera, and so on, and acid right. rain and so forth. And so oh, oh, let's not even talk about what we sprayed on our food for years. And what we have done to our food for years, quote unquote, food for some of it. And you factor all of that in. And then you and I discussed briefly the complications in not only mine and yours births, but the birth of both your son and my son, yes. your son, Alex, and my son, Noah, both of whom had str- you know, trouble with the cord yeah. around their neck. And then you mentioned something about yourself and myself. I was born under a twilight birth where my mom was basically drugged. 
Yeah, and you know? I was uh, C-section. My mom's seventy some hours. My my poor mom. But you know, the doctors she had at the time, they wouldn't let her go. You well, know? after seventy odd hours of of labor trauma, yeah, you were cut out. Yeah, that couldn't have been a problem. That's not stressful. No, right? No. You're fine, Jake. It's fine. It's fine. Um, right? And so the you know, of course, the point of all that is to say. Oh, there's so many things working against this youngster already yeah. any of us honestly um and 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 so there is there's no cause for autism right there no. there, there isn't a thing there isn't any one thing that causes autism heck it it can present itself as early as it did in in alex's case or it can hell it can maybe even be for some of us or for some folks, a product of environment, honestly, yeah. after you're born, you know, you may have predest, you know, proclivities towards these things. And then your environment sets your brain into a path where that's your, that's where you end up. Right. Well, and it's, you know, it's interesting enough that um, we're basically a lot of the premise and why they kind of started down um, trying to use even stem cells, you know, as a treatment for autism. And actually, I'm just going to quote a government published paper 2018 from results. And I didn't know this was out here until I looked for it, which it surprised the heck out of me. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, okay, it talks about autism spectrum disorder, which I don't like the word disorder, but anyway. Um, and I will just skim here. And basically, it seems to suggest that there are strong inflammation states associated with ASD. This inflammatory condition is often linked to immune system defunction. Several cell types are enrolled to trigger and sustain these processes. Neuroinflammation and neuroimmune abnormalities have now been established as key factors in its development and maintenance, um, which at least from the research that they've done and that they've actually shown by doing clinical trials here in the States and all over the world and even treatments that it seems there is some kind of what they, what they refer to as neuroinflammation where there's been actual inflammation of, of brain cells. Encephalophy. Encephaly? Yeah. Is that how you, you say that? I, I, I don't know, but yes, I mean, if, we know the word, you know, the word, right. <laughs> and, and it, and, and, and they're not saying that, oh, this is like the bullet cause. They're saying, no, that this is what is a big cause of the communication issues and the processing and some of the sensory issues. And that's what I really like about it is that they're like, no, we're not saying, oh, this is the bullet point cause. Like, no, 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 This, you know, they're targeting more of like, what is the big blocker for that? And it's um, like, it's something, okay, this is something that we see um, consistent, consistently in this community correct uh between all um uh expressions on the spectrum and then that is that is something that we know how to treat and right and that isn't something that we would expect to be a cure but if we can reduce that that inflammation let me tell you about sleeping on the wrong sleeping wrong and stressing my shoulders lately mm. and how golly would I love to reduce that inflammation oh yes because it would make my shoulders feel better and as someone who works in a sensory overload environment we're talking about you know glass front with bright sunshine on steel everything bright oh, pine goodness. right and PA and 
everything you know you you all understand what a retail environment is like now make it shiny and um and so you know that 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 is just one of those things where i get a headache or my eyes twitch and i i can only imagine my brain swelling right well right you know? and it, and it, it wouldn't be just detectable by normal methods right it's at the cellular level i mean this is this is mind-blowing research and then i don't think i've told you yet but i found uh there's publications out from harvard and mit as late as december of 2021 they completed a four-year research and they they found the link and what they call um sorry i have it up here i got all my research um tab after tab after tab exactly um, but it's a particular protein because, you know, there's always some protein they find that they didn't. Oh, we thought we knew everything. Hey, we found something new. Uh, you know, so they, they took us in this particular study. Well, there's multiple studies done, but in this particular one that I'm referencing, um, they t they did some brain scans where they've actually learned to calibrate and they've learned to look for this neuroinflammation. Um, and these patients had lower levels of a translocator protein compared to people that were considered non non-autistic. Um, participants with the most severe symptoms of the disorder tended to have the lowest expression of the protein. And so they're saying that <clears throat> they believe this translocator protein has very multiple complex roles that they still don't fully understand, but they believe some of it has to do with the normal functioning of the mitochondria. Um, you know, but it seems like oh, there's wow. a link. Yeah. And then uh, make sure I get this right. Yes, we all this know link too. the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Yes, exactly. And, and so, yeah, there's also linked to neuroinflammation um, and also uh, some stuff related to uh, in your intestinal, your gut, uh, gut biome health. Um, and I mean, this blew me away because when I read this from MIT and Harvard and there's, you know, saying, yeah, we, we found the link. Well, yeah. that is um, what a lot of folks maybe don't know is that the largest nerve in your body runs the entire top to bottom and has the most impact on your gut. So your gut yeah. controls a lot about your psyche and oh, yeah. your gut health influences so much of your other health that trust me, I went through a journey last summer. Um, oh, yeah. And, and learning though, learning that those, those of us on the spectrum or those of us with neurodivergencies have tummy issues, as you might like to oh, say, yes. as a course of life makes so much more sense. You're probably, you, 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 if you're neurodivergent, you've probably suffered with GERD, you know, yeah. gastroesophageal reflux disorder, um, and, you know, no matter what you eat, you, you suffer an incredible pain, either through esophageal constriction or, you know, over acid production, ulcers, things like that. Um, and, and just the entire spectrum of, of you know, um, gut problems. Um, and it's weird. It's yes. weird why it's connected. I don't know, but it's weird. It's yes, it's, it's very strange, but it's. You know, the, and, and there's been a, about 20 years of research based on this topic and a lot of successful clinical trials, you know, which I found very interesting that how come I just didn't know about this? I had to go really research for all of this. Um, 
which was very frustrating to begin with too um because you know i'm getting the kind off of stuff that should be the news instead of the news you know i know i know but i'm, I'm getting off on a rabbit trail um but but the whole thing is you know the neuroinflammation and, and all this stuff you know it seems to be what at least a, a primary source of what can cause a lot of these communication issues like Alex is having. Um, and when, you know, we, we were looking at and we've discussed this with doctors and stuff, you know, it, it makes a, a lot of sense. Um, you know, so as part of that, we are seeking uh, to get him uh, some stem cell therapy. Um, now, you know, there, there's been clinical trials here in the States um, and uh, worldwide, and it's been shown to be very safe and to be highly effective. Um, you know, so part of that, my wife and I, we want to get him some treatment, but the only available treatment at the moment is at the Panama Stem Cell Institute in, well, Panama City, Panama. Um, because right now they're the world's leader, uh, you know, doing the stem cell research and treatments, not just for autism, but for a number, a lot of autoimmune diseases, they're treating that. I think they were working with stuff with HIV and AIDS recently, which was spectacular. Um, MS, you know, which is quite another, I know a few people, you know, that have loved ones with MS. Um, and actually we had a family member, she has something called ataxia, um, which is a loss of basically, you, you know, it's a neurological disorder. You lose the ability to speak and a lot of motor functions. And in her case, she couldn't walk anymore. Uh, and she couldn't talk, you know, so she could really just kind of observe the world around her. And she went uh, down to Panama last year and she received a uh, stem cell treatment from umbilical cords and she can walk and talk again. I mean, it, it's like a miracle. It's just amazing. So uh, what I want to know, I'm kind of thinking of as you're, as you're talking about this and trying to find a way to, to help maybe folks understand, yeah. again, not a cure. Exactly. You're you're addressing a, a symptom that has a potential to be addressed, right? Correct. Um, you know, when you are inflamed, you will take an ibuprofen, even though that might not be the cure. It does provide relief, right? Um, and like thinking about it from someone who does take medicine to mm -hmm. work through this, right? To to help to provide support. Um, as, as someone with ADHD, we know that the reason that, that, that is something that we work with is that our brains don't make dopamine in the right, uh, in the right amounts. Um, we need something to either give us a reason, uh, to, for the, you know, happy, uh, mm -hmm. Oh, look, a new tweet. Oh yeah. New TikTok. Yeah. Oh, hey, new, new, there's a new screen crush. Uh, you know, uh, and, and it just, or hey, a new video game or, I, you know, anything that just gives you that. And there's a reason it's called dope. Y'all think about it. Dope. <laughs> um, but anything that gives us uh, that, that, that sensation of reward, our brains don't make that on its own or at the right levels. And so we take medicine that supports that. Yep. Right. Um, what it sounds like here is there are pathways that depend on protein, a particular kind of protein that isn't there, uh, mm -hmm. that they need that support. Like, you know, bridges need struts, man. Um, and, and it sounds like perhaps the stem cell uh, treatment will be what teaches 
hopefully teaches uh, the system to build the kind of protein needed to help make well think about it that the protein's there but the roads are have a bunch of potholes in them and or some of the bridges are out frankly because that neuroinflammation is basically blocking the transmission which also rock leads slides. into we got rock slides, people. And yeah, and we got then, okay, well, what else do we have? We have neurotransmitter levels that are going haywire, synapses that are spitting when, you know, not the correct way, which can result in ticks and stems, you know, what we call stems, like Alex will flap his hands and stuff like this. And it's, you know, once the stem cells go in there and once, you know, they, they go and they find these inflamed cells and they start their repairs, then it's able, it actually helps to restructure a lot of these neural paths. And actually it's been shown to create new synapses. Um, oh, that's, 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 that's incredible. It's incredible. And they actually, they first discovered this at Duke university uh, years, like 15 or 20 years ago. And they originally, they had studied it by looking at cord blood stem cells for cerebral palsy. And when they saw what it did, they're like, you know, we wonder the cerebral palsy and autism, like we, we suspect there might be something similar in the cause and effect, right? Let's try it for autism. And so they started with like the cord blood part. The cord blood though requires a donor patient match, you know, um, but the stem cells from the umbilical cord tissue piece don't require a donor match, which is why right. you can have donate. And that's where the abundant resource comes in. It, that's where it started to explode. That is that that part is fascinating. The the ability to construct new synapses um, has the potential, and that makes a lot of sense in how it helped your relative with ataxia, though. Right, because you know. that's exactly what it would have had to do uh, in order to do that. And you know, given that our man, we really do not understand the brain. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, one of the, this is one of my, this is one of my mind breaking uh, thoughts. Okay. A couple things uh, just to steer off the road here for just a minute. Uh, you can never buy an unused mirror, right? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and the brain named itself. <laughs> That's the truth, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah. Right. So try and understand something that has the meta awareness to name its own damn self <laughs> and then confuse the thing that it named about itself. Right. It's just, Oh man. Neural insanity. Right. right. So, and you know, then, I, uh, I, yeah. So there's, and then you think about a 7 billion people over 200,000 years, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Exactly. So I, I know we've been talking a lot of science here and it is a lot to unpack, but I'll give you a practical example. So I, I've connected with parents that have gone down there too and gotten uh, stem cell therapy for their kids. One particular uh, young man, oh, I guess I can't say he's in his twenties now, but he, when he went down there, he was say eight or seven. Um, you know, and I saw, you know, the, the videos that were hard for them to shoot and hard to watch um, where he, he started to become um, self-harming, you know? Um, and he, he, you know, had a very low IQ and he could not be potty trained. Um, and the doctors told his mom, well, you need to put him into an institution, you know? 
And <laughs> she said, no, I'm going to try this new therapy. Um, and afterward, within even uh, during treatment, he, he started speaking for the first time. He started asking questions about stuff. You know, uh, when they got home like six months later, um, <laughs> one day he just asked his dad, like, where, uh, where are you going? And he was just kind of shocked, like, well, I'm, I'm going to go to work. Like, well, why? To, be, because I need to make money. And he said, well, it's money. You know, and all these questions that he just called up works. Like, look, I got to take a sick day today. Oh, it's, yeah. I was like, how do you not just stay home and answer questions all damn day? Because right. that's exactly what I'm doing. And I now, do not care at this point. And now this young man, yeah, I, it's so interesting because I'm actually, I'm friends with his mom on uh, Facebook now. Because, you know, I've been conversing uh, with his family and stuff. And he, uh, so he's in his twenties, he graduated high school, you know, uh, so they were very proud about that. Um, he, his favorite car apparently is a Tesla. <laughs> um, he works for rockstar games because he loves video games. Heck yeah, man. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just, wow. You know, and, and then I've connected with other parents with, with similar stories. Um, you know, and, and the thing I do appreciate about the Panama Stem Cell Institute is when I talked to them, and they were very clear too. They said this is not a cure, this is a treatment, and they said don't, you know, don't come in with like super high expectations. You know, we can't guarantee because everyone is different, and you know, I trust someone more when they're not trying to, you know, sell sell me something <laughs> like that. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. And something but, that I want to yeah. say too is. You know, for that young man that you, you know, and his family, is that sometimes it isn't even about does it or doesn't it help you? But if it teaches us something new that helps someone else, it was worth it. Um, and, you know, for myself, when I was about your son's age, actually, mm -hmm. um, you know, they were, they were working through several uh, therapies to try and save my eye before they That's had to right. eventually remove it. And one of those therapies was the Zag laser, uh, which is now used to correct, you know, lenses, nearsightedness and um, helps folks who, um, you know, have benefited from it. It didn't help me in the way that we had hoped, right. but they learned something from that that has helped who knows how many people, right? But to hear that this young man, this young person has um, been so successful from 20 odd years ago or, you know, 15 odd years ago yeah, is incredibly um, hopeful, right? Yeah. Yeah, it gives a lot of hope because unless you've been a parent of a special needs child that needs a lot of care things can get extremely stressful and use a parent and then me not being you know neurodiverse myself <laughs> being a parent of special needs it 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 was extremely taxing you know and i don't mean that in a bad way because you know it's not like oh my god this is horrible no it's very loving you know there's a love there that i've never loved anyone else so much in all my life um it's just but it is also hard. It is yeah. um, just, and you know, it's okay to give yourself some grace in that space because it is, it is an impossible ask. Um, 
because it is, you know, if you are built right, you can't walk away from it. Um, yeah. I, I, well, I can't. There are a few things in this world that I mean, as someone who has an, an, an uh, uncomfortable amount of empathy, uh, there are certain things that I can't empathize with. And that's, uh, uh, you know, family abandonment and greed. Um, those two <laughs> things don't calculate for me on any level. And no. I just don't understand how, you know, some struggles are worth the work. Because oh, yeah. in the end, um, you know, I, I just, I just can't, I just can't see myself doing anything other than the absolute impossible to my for my children, oh, right? Exactly. And that's not to diminish diminish anyone who doesn't have children. That's to say that there, there's, there's no doubt someone in your life, dear listener, who you would go to that extreme for. Um, because we all have someone that we love to that level. Uh, I, I, I surely hope at least. Exactly. Like, um, like I told you, was it a couple of weeks ago when the, you know, currently season two of Star Trek Picard's out and the episode about Picard's mom and the truth revealed about what happened, you know, in Picard's life related to his mom. And like when I saw Picard's dad, when he found, you know, him down in the in the labyrinth there and that look of worry and I immediately started welling up. I knew exactly how he felt. I mean, it -hmm. it was like, you know, and then I, I could see, yeah, from a child's point of view, he thought his dad was a monster, but he was trying to do protect his family in the best way that he could, you know. And And I've had some folks question, you know, in that, just just to touch on that, because it is important that, oh, this is the future. Um, You know, wouldn't they have this, that, or the other better treatments? And I think the the takeaway is that, you know, the expectation is even in the future, these things are still incredibly complex. And as a person with autonomy, she had the right to refuse treatment. Exactly. And they they made that clear. It's like she was still... Uh, she was still lucid enough, you know, to have her own right. She hadn't have power of attorney taken away from her, right? Like is in the case of here um, or in today's age, I would say. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, and so yeah, she was refusing treatment and it's like, it's, it's, I don't even know what to say. It's hard. It's absolutely but, yeah. hard. And every every family dynamic is different. And um, what works for my family doesn't necessarily work for your family, but our experiences can reinform each other. And we noticed in Noah about about this age, seven or so during second grade, that he was coming home incredibly frustrated every mm. evening, you know, and your kids should not come home with homework in seven, second grade crying no. every day. Uh, and so that's what clued us in is something's going on, you know, something else is different here. Yeah. And that's what we, that's when we found out that at the, at, at the very minimum, he has ADHD and that's what we treated and that, you know, that helped him. Yeah. But, that's awesome. Um, you know, being able to recognize that um, and find a way to help address that was the path to his success 
and finding a way to access that and address that for Alex um, is something that I, I feel like I'm, I feel like that there's, there's no reason why we can't other than yeah. we have to, unfortunately, uh, in the way the world works, we have to be able to afford it or pay for it yeah, or find great. a way to support yeah. it. Right. Cause yeah, this, you know, this treatment, it's not, uh, um, covered by insurance cost. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's in another country, <laughs> so we got to get there. Um, you know, and so what my wife and I are asking for is we're asking for help. Um, you know, we, we've set up a GoFundMe page. Um, and, and the treatment and travel costs, travel expenses is going to be around 20000 Um So, you know, um, actually, if anyone who is listening wants to visit, uh, I've set up a website redirect that goes right to the GoFundMe. It's Alex Hood, one word, alexhood.net. It drops you right into the GoFundMe. And we have a whole page there that my wife and I have written right from our heart, just talking about Alex and, and his journey. Um, and we, we'd really like you to be a part of his journey too, you know, and that, that's just why one of the reasons I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll say from my own experience, it's, uh, ridiculously easy to support someone through GoFundMe if you haven't ever done it before. And, um, uh, alexhood.net is, uh, a ridiculously easy thing to remember. And, um, if you don't understand, when you type that into your web browser, it's going to take you directly to the support page that um, yes. that they've set up for him so that you can leave that donation. And in the scheme of things, you know, if you look at the, the, the number $20,000, it sounds like a lot. But if you put that into perspective of, you know, sometimes you see hey, hospital bills that have a $3,000 Tylenol pill, right? I mean, right. come on. Come on. I mean, and yeah, we're talking about this whole facility that's on site that they take, you know, in the donations of uh, these umbilical cords. They they take the stem cells. They make sure they test them. They look for any like you know uh, HIV, AIDS, etc. Make sure it's all pure. Um, you know, they they and then they do the whole process with the mother. They get their consent. You know, um, and it's actually really amazing. It's approved by the Panama Ministry of Health. Um, and actually, they also work with the FDA here in the States, ironically, because of some antiquated laws here in the U.S. that really need to be updated. The FDA actually works with the Panama Stem Cell Institute to get what they call their master cell banks for other treatments and research here in the States. So it's kind of strange. Um, yeah, and that's that gets into some deep that gets into some deep deep science about cell lines and things like that. Yeah, um, that uh, you know have a huge impact, but it just speaks to the quality of what's what what I think we can expect here. Um, but again, to kind of you know uh, put a put a button on it, uh, that price uh, tag uh, that end goal, let's call it. Um, is uh, that's kit and caboodle, right? I mean, that gets you yeah, there. That, that gets the treatment. That gives the you stay, guys a place to stay. Um, the stay, stuff. the the yeah. traveling. Uh, you know, the airline because we need to fly there. Um, and yeah, it's uh, and then the whole treatment because yeah, it's a treatment of five days. You know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Um, and not to uh, 
Uh, not at all to conflate this with in any way, in any way a vacation to Panama, uh, oh, because gosh, this no. is strictly to get you guys there, get uh, Alex the treatment, um, so that we can, um, so that we can see uh, if there, you know, if that unlocks uh, all the potential that that we can. Um, you know, it's like uh, it's like finding out that your, um, you know, your PC was sold to you with a throttle on the CPU because they used to do that crap. Yeah, right. That. You know, I mean, it's and and like you just want you don't want to change anything about the CPU. You just want to unlock its potential. Exactly. Right? Um, and because you love the way it works, you bought it for the way it works, right? You got it for the you got it for how awesome it is, and then you find out that it's it's um it's it's artificially limited uh because they wired it wrong or differently it's not wired yeah. wrong it's just wired differently uh but that you can you can unlock that potential come on now uh um, yeah I, I i i don't see uh from my perspective where any reasonable person um could find fault with this opportunity um because uh i know you well enough to know that you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't do one solitary thing to endanger your family. No. Um, and so that the that that the level of confidence that you have that this is the direction to take. Um, <laughs> I mean, dude, we've had conversations about whether or not it's the right thickness of a cell phone for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, we're this is this is uh this is I'm to highly an nth analytical. degree yes right and this is to an nth degree like i said this is about a year's long worth of consideration and research on my wife's and i's part you know because we here in the states and often doctors do well don't get me wrong i mean i've gone to doctors in therapy and i'm on uh, adderall myself for my adhd you know um and and we call our uh fundraising campaign no more gray area because Alex, they, they tried to put him into a box, you know, for analysis. And he's just never fit in one of those boxes. And we've always felt there's been a piece missing for him. And, and like with the current therapies, it's just, it's just not unlocking what's fully there right now, you know, and we definitely want more for him. And, you know, we're entering, we're still in a new part of the the 21st century, right? We, I mean, it feels like it's been a long 22 years, <laughs> but you know, well, hopefully... and, and part of that too. I mean, think about um, think about the difference between what what his environment was, what his routine was, what mm-hmm. his um well everyone but specifically for folks like like him who depend on a uh level of rigidity to find success and then be thrust into a pandemic that trust us the best of us had have yet to understand uh let alone those of us who are already struggling to communicate yeah what do you do exactly it was you know it was i think there was some progress like before the pandemic that was being made with the the routine of school right and then that got interrupted and he you know he he didn't do well with virtual learning because he didn't like to you know he doesn't like to focus on screens he wants to be physical you know and so that was a very very much a struggle um you know but thankfully he loves school 
So, yeah, I mean, if he, we didn't have school, <laughs> I, right. even on the weekend, he's like, you know, school, I'm like, no, <laughs> not buddy. today, buddy. <laughs> not today. And so, you know, then he'll, he'll rotate. It's like outside. Okay. Like, let's go for a walk. That sounds good. Yeah, that works for everybody. Right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and two, one of the things that I believe folks misunderstand about uh, autistic uh, folks, those of us is that, we don't lack empathy. Sometimes we're empathetic to a painful degree. Yeah. And um, that that is what contributes to our emotional dysregulation, right? Yeah. Um, is the fact that we're not only, we're feeling all of it at once, everything, myself, yourself, other vote, that person there too. I'm looking for the person who might protect me in the room. I'm looking for the person who might be the threat to me in the room. You know, and I'm we pick up on all of it, right? And again, I had the benefit of being able to an opportunity to express what that is for me on a good day, right? Um, and I can only imagine that one, you know, being having having your routine literally day change the next day without an understanding of why. And, um, and then being able to feel the anxiety and the same feelings from yourself and the rest of the family. And then having to internalize that because you can't express it. You can't even express your own emotion, let alone the emotion you're absorbing from other people. Um, And you do that for two years. And like I said, on a good day, I manage. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have a whole lot of, I wish I had more better days. Right. Yeah. And, and so I want to just implore from my heart to anyone who hears this. And I don't care if it's five of you, 10 of you, a thousand of you. If you've, everyone has you, what did you, did you go to Starbucks today? You know, yeah, did you get a value meal today? Um, you know, uh, not to say that 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 that's not important that you don't deserve to uh spend your money the way you see fit, but also, you know, you what about five or ten dollars for Alex, um, instead of a Starbucks tomorrow? or instead of a cheeseburger, uh, just for one day, like, and then, and then maybe you send that link to someone, you know, who likes to do nice things for people. Um, And then, you know, maybe they'll send that to their friends. Um, And maybe you, maybe you, maybe you cheeseburger shame them a little (laughs) to do it. Uh, Because look, uh, if I can use that tactic to sell Apple care, you know, hey, like, can you give up a cheeseburger a month to protect your phone? Like, can you give up a cheeseburger one day to help a youngster maybe find a way to um, express themselves? Um, I mean, I'm not the, you know, Sally Struthers it, man, like for five cents a day, whatever, right? Yeah, it's, it's not a lot. And, y'all. and that's the thing, I think, sometimes you know and i've been guilty of this myself you know you look at a campaign like oh they'll get there you know it'll be fine and it's like well what if my ten dollars help make the difference 
And sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, I would rather, I mean, not to, not to, to put any importance on anywhere along the line, but how thrilling is it to be the last person instead of the first person? Right? right you're like you literally won the marathon dude like right right like, like like check check me on my math here now say if uh two thousand people donated ten dollars yeah i got that right and that would that be is, that is it that would be it you know and think about it and that's that's the whole power of crowdfunding right that we can exactly. all come together as society exactly. and we can help each other out and that's you know i i've always been very uncomfortable very uncomfortable um about talking about money or anything like that that's just the way i am but it's you know when, when it's for your child <laughs> you, you find some courage you didn't know you had uh and that's that's exactly it and that's why um that's why i'm willing to invest uh my not only myself my words uh, but I have already contributed. Um, and, you know, if I find myself in the opportunity to do it, I'll do it again. And that's not to shame anyone into it. That's just to say that, you know, we have to do what we can when we can for each other. Um, because that's all that we really can do. You know, we can't one-on-one -on -one, we can't solve the climate crisis one-on-one -on -one, we can't solve the political crisis one-on-one -on -one, we cannot solve the financial crisis but one-on-one -on -one, we can help each other yeah um and you know this is something that isn't one of those you know um it isn't one of those asks where like you know oh just save your money to do that right Right. it's it's something extraordinary right um and, and it's you know you've always seen the commercials for autism right and the line is early intervention helps and i do agree with that especially at the age alex is at you know um he, he's starting to you know try to develop more neural pathways which according to his neuropsych is probably why we're seeing some other behavior he's becoming more environmentally aware which is bringing in more sensory input, which is bringing on more anxiety, which is bringing, you know, and it keeps going. Exactly, exactly. And, and there's more success rates uh, the younger that a child is that receives this treatment because it can go in there and because, you know, you have the most potential when as you're growing and your brain is growing than a 30-year-old adult, you know. Oh, please, and thank you, let me tell you, about the struggles of coming to understand mm, your neurodivergencies yes. in your third and fourth decades, third, fourth, yes. and fifth decades. Um, it is, and again, you know, it, 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 it's, it is 100,000% more about understanding than it is about correcting, right? right. Um, it just, this sounds so incredible and and the science behind it is so fascinating it's and mind-blowing and it's and so anyone and any one of us you know presumably whoever is listening has some interest in star trek or science hmm. fiction and we're we're on this is the verge of science fact um you know these are the kinds of ideas that were inspired by 
the ideas from the shows that we say we hold to the ideals of. Exactly. And, you know, (laughs) and jumping off that a little bit, the other thing that I like about this is, so these stems, they're, they're just natural. They just take the stem cells and they use them, right? Um, whereas like here in the good old states, as we know, the healthcare system, eh, eh. <clears throat> anyway, I won't go into that rabbit hole because that's a that's some challenges. That is some challenges. That is the best way to put it. But when they, when you got to bring something and the FDA wants to put something out there, right? So they've been trying for years actually to get some kind of stem cell therapy out there, but it has to be in a drug form. Okay. That's a bit hard because these are natural they're not, it's not a drug. And so basically you have to have some pharmacy or some big pharma come up and market, market it and make it a drug and then submit it for approvals to the FDA. And then there's a multitude of uh, legalities at the state and federal level and the implementation of various therapies. And (laughs) which is, is frustrating on a whole bunch of levels. But like you said, you know, whereas the Panama Ministry of Health (laughs) they you know and they follow similar protocols but they actually will allow it's like oh well it's more natural based okay yeah that seems agreeable let's pass the safety standards and right our laws are typically written to the time and not for the times yeah that and Again, that's a whole other longer, more fascinating discussion than we're going to have tonight about that, because um, one of the things that that does cause for these kinds of issues is stagnation in legislation, because we don't have a way to, we don't implement a way to periodically reevaluate the science behind our laws, right? Um, This, these laws were obviously written to a time when our understanding of science was such that a drug was probably the only delivery mechanism, even though penicillin was discovered by myological means. However, (laughs) however, it could be put into a pill, whereas stem cells probably need to be, you know, like alive and stuff to do their yeah, job and, you know they they put them in <laughs> cultures right and yeah. they, they multiply and then they deliver them intravenously you know and they basically they go around through your bloodstream and when they find something say a knee injury inflammation in a knee injury oh hey let me let me get right on that and it's just this is what they biologically <laughs> do I mean, it's incredible they're like the doozers from Fraggle Rock they just yeah, fix yeah. stuff that's broken you know, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Um, well, Jake, is there, is there any other, uh, uh, point or, or, um, uh, thing you need to say before we put a button on this? You know, just like I said, if you, if you'd like to donate, you'd like to help, um, my wife and I from the depths of our heart really, really will be so thankful. And, um, you know, that's alexhood.net takes you right to the GoFundMe. And we're going to keep everyone updated on Alex's journey because for a long time, you know, I've been always kind of very personal about my uh, my family and private life. More so, I think, as a protection mechanism, you know, to try to protect Alex from the world, right? Um, because we've been in restaurants before. 
you know, when he's been stimming or he's, he does loud vocalizations and we get these looks, you know, um, and it breaks your heart because, you know, you don't want to have to go around everyone and say, look, my son's autistic. No, you just want to be in a restaurant and not get <laughs> in that kind of stuff. I use that as an example, but I, I, I think it, you know, we kind of say it's time to be a little bit more open about our family and our struggles. And it's, um, yeah, we want you to be a part of this journey too. Well, and that openness, and I will say that's one of the things that, you know, some of the feedback that we get is how open, how vulnerable we can make ourselves encourages others to seek the help that they deserve too, right? Yeah. And yeah. It takes a lot of courage and I want to, I want to applaud you for making yourself and your family vulnerable for this, because it is important, not just for yourself, but for your son and for everyone, because Alex's journey is going to pave the road that he is now digging um, for someone else, right? Um, this is going to answer questions that hopefully lead to better questions. Yes. Because that's the point of science isn't to find answers. It's to find better questions. You know, right. It, exactly. You know, and then if uh, Alex's story can help some other family, I mean, I would shout it from the rooftops, you know, because we need to, <laughs> we need to share this. We don't need to keep it quiet. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I I can't imagine, um, I have never had to humble myself to this point. But like you said, you know, I would find a way to frame myself for mass murder if it kept my kid from going to jail. You know, I told him yeah. today, I was like, I could, I could do it at least once. <laughs> now, now, Dan, remember, you probably have a Batman cow. I think you could do this. <laughs> we might we might manage something yeah um but but yeah uh, you know as a as a parent as a father i can understand this ask and this need um and how you know how we can how we can do this how we can find a way to tell ourselves give ourselves the grace that it is okay to ask for something like this right that um that it is um that it is okay to lean on our friends who said hey if you need something just ask yeah well guess what friends <laughs> we're asking <laughs> we're asking 5 10 15 20 who's got what you know i'll do an auction um shit let me do this right now i'll tell you what i tell you what anyone who's listening if you send me a receipt uh to Uh, my DM on Twitter at D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R, or you can email the show uh, D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R at uh, gmail.com. Anyone who sends me a receipt uh, of a donation to alexhood.net, the GoFundMe uh, for this. If you send me a receipt for a donation, $100 or more, I'll send you a free t-shirt of your choice off of my store. Oh, awesome. So that is my challenge to you. Um, so yeah, and, um, I tell you this also that, um, up to, I will match a donation up to $300. 
So anyone who donates $300 once, one person donates $300, I will match that and you'll get a free t-shirt. So that's my challenge to the audience. Uh, I, I don't know how many of you are out there, but anyone who sends me a receipt for a donation over uh, $100 will receive a free t-shirt. And anyone who uh, donates, the first person who donates $300, I will match that. So that's, uh, awesome. that's how committed I am to this. Uh, so um, spread the word, y'all. Spread the word. Thank you so much, Dan. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, at the very least, um, m- maybe they won't find a t-shirt they like, <laughs> but no, uh, I will, uh, I fully 100%, uh, back this idea. Um, want to put my voice behind it and put my money where my mouth is. Um, so if that at all, uh, makes a challenge, uh, a change or, uh, an improvement, then that's what we're going to do. Um, so yeah, again, uh jake you are final frontier 87 on twitter for the time being until we all have to bow to lord musk and uh <laughs> is there any other place that you want to be uh reached at or uh, communicated uh via uh, uh twitter's good um you know uh yeah i i think tw- twitter's good and then of course you know there's the gofundme but so that's right. Uh, so yeah, again, Final Frontier 87 on Twitter and uh, alexhood.net will get you to the GoFundMe. Rewind a minute or so for the uh, challenge that has been issued. Gauntlets have been thrown down, people. All right. Commodore Decker is staring down the barrel of the Doomsday Machine, and we're not going to uh, give up until this is done. I will, I will, I will come to every one of your houses to collect the five dollars if i have to uh, is all is what i'm saying um so yeah uh if you have any questions at all uh you can reach out to jake or uh if you want you can reach out to me i'm always available uh at d-a-n-d-e-c-k-r you can find me there on twitter and instagram uh this podcast of course is located at digresscast uh on twitter and uh anchor.fm slash digresscast uh, for your subscribing needs for the time being, uh, you can reach out to the coffers at patreon.com slash Dan Decker. And if you'd like to drop me a dollar or more a month, I'll happily grant you access to early episodes and uh, uh, other stuff too. And um, if you really, really are looking for fun, the aforementioned t-shirts are available at Cotton Bureau dot com slash people slash d-e-c-k-r-m-e and that's an awful lot so i'm going to put all of that into the show notes as well um yeah exactly right well jake man thanks so much for taking the time and energy and uh emotion to share your story and to uh help us find a way to support yourself and alex Mm -hmm. and your family on this exciting journey uh, I really do appreciate uh, the trust and love you've shown in me to help you spread that word, friend. Well, Dan, as always, you know, you're, you're my brother, man. I love you. And you've always, you've been one of the most loving people that I've ever known. So I want your audience to know that Dan is, he's the real deal, as real deal as anyone you can ever want to meet. I really appreciate that. Uh, it does my heart good to hear that. And folks, um, I got to tell you this one thing real quick, the 
the return. By the time you hear this, it'll be Thursday of the week. Uh, so we're recording on Monday. You're going to hear it the same Thursday. But on Friday, we return to the glory that is Central Arkansas's phenomena of Toad Suck Days, which is three days of fried shit on sticks and crafts that will break before you get home and t-shirts that you you know back in the day when you could buy that cassette but you were pretty sure that it wasn't legitimate yeah or your guns and roses mirrors or your carnival rides this is legitimate second christmas to the citizens of conway to the folks of faulkner county toad suck days is it's a religion around (laughs) here and this is the first one in two years. Fuck you, COVID. Toad Suck Days is back. And as you all know, or you have been listening, this broadcast comes to you from the Toad Suck Studio in beautiful central Arkansas. And now you know why it's important. Um, there, Before the dam uh, bridge was built, it's a lock and dam before that was built, the way between across the Arkansas River, yeah, the damn bridge, yeah, damn bridge. Um, actually, there is a bridge in Little Rock called Big Damn Bridge, and that's why. Um, (laughs) because yeah, we're fun (laughs) like that. Uh, but the ferry across the river between Faulkner and Perry County was the Toad Suck Ferry, and uh, so the the festival was held at Toad Suck Park, which is down at the river for years and then one year the park flooded and they moved the festival to downtown and until covid it had never been stopped but obviously a flood is different than a global plague that will kill you and so we thought maybe for a while we don't eat fried things on sticks um but that crap is over according to everyone (laughs) and so (laughs) Um, we are so excited. Uh, we have been talking about it amongst the, the Conwegians, the Faulkner County citizens uh, at work. And we have convinced our recently transplanted new store leader uh, who came to us from Arizona, who is so now committed that she's going to get in on the side hustle of, of catching toads which you can then sell for a dollar so that they can be used in the toad races. Oh my goodness. And she made, she, she, she made the pun. I am totally going. Oh, now (laughs) I I do have to ask a follow-up question. Have you taken her snipe hunting yet? Uh, no, but, (laughs) but she, 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 she full on embraced her first, uh tornado alley storm and and because it happened at the store while we were at work and she went out the front door and stared at it like a true arkansan (laughs) yeah Yeah, i've had some of those you know i've been through three hurricanes when i lived in florida and then i was out of there (laughs) exactly uh my wife my my wife my wife always gives me a hard time (laughs) because i uh, you know she is she's she's a transplant she was born in iowa uh and traveled around for a bit before they settled in arkansas about uh fifth grade so she's she's you know she spent enough time away from here to not be from here but she's yeah. from here right um but those differences are are born out in interesting ways where you know as soon as there's the threat of 
<clears throat> bad weather, uh, thunderstorms, uh, tornadoes, or what have you, uh, she's got the TV on with the news going, and they're you know ready to huddle in the hallway. Uh, whereas I am, you know, Lieutenant Dan on the mast of the shrimping boat, shaking my fist at God. <laughs> is saying, this, is the this all you, you have? <laughs> is this the best you have? I, I like, love that scene. <laughs> man, I, I, not to challenge any all natural force of the universe to a, to a duel in any regard, but, um, I've lived in Arkansas my entire life and have never seen a tornado. Now Ooh. I have seen the unfortunate aftermath uh, yeah. more more readily than i care uh but myself haven't i've never seen one and um and and that is not a challenge i am not issuing that as a <laughs> as i'm not putting that in the universe uh but yeah but yeah um well uh, uh big fun to be had this weekend uh everyone here is super excited to sorry i'm missing have- out on it yeah, that is definitely one of these things uh, that uh, you have to be here to kind of get what it is. But once you see it, you know what it is because you've you've yeah. been there before. Oh yeah, um, I mean uh, when I'm you know I'm originally from Southern Illinois, um, yeah. and uh, one of the towns there is Metropolis, which is oh, the right, only right. metropolis in the United States. And in the 1970s, the Illinois State Legislature designated the official home of Superman. Since as then, you, as you would, yeah, yep, as you would, of course. And first of all, it's cool that they took time out of everything they were legislating to do that. Okay, awesome. Secondly, <laughs> right, I mean, important state business. <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> and then, okay, and and it's you know, so every year they have a Superman festival in June, a you know, long weekend, and people they have a town Superman that they elect which I tell you what, he always deserves it. He is like, you know, I, I was asking him like, man, it's like a hundred degrees. Aren't you sweating? He's like, not at all. You know, and I'm <laughs> like, oh my gosh, he has the charm. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I totally get that. You know, you got to have the, those local things, right? It's just, it brings the community together and it's just fun. And to the point of the community, everyone's like, why do you even do this? What is the point of it? Uh, it funds scholarships. So oh, that's, the that's point of awesome. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you gotta, you gotta respect anything that takes over now. And this is something special about, well, I think everything about Conway is special. Uh, I am no, I am not ashamed to brag on my hometown. Uh, and if you know me, you know that uh, 32 roundabouts and counting baby. Um, <laughs> yep. But, but anything that can take over a vibrant and thriving downtown and shut it down for three days is something to behold, right? Indeed. Um, our entire downtown, uh, which is open for business on all the days. Uh, I mean, we have, we, we are, we have a really like old school downtown that does cool stuff. Um, but Everybody closes up shop for three days the first weekend in May to support Toad Suck Days. Um, and I, uh, we have been fortunate, of course, since we've lived here uh, the last 20 odd years, that um, we are within walking distance, so we don't have to fight for parking. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, if I ever visit, I'm parking at your place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyone who's coming to uh, anyone's coming to Tozuk Days this weekend, just give me a shout. Uh, we'll find a way to park you. Uh, won't be no big deal. No, um, my shuttlecraft <laughs> Galileo, it's it's got a little exhaust problem. 
<laughs> right, right, exactly. Now we'll land that on the roof, maybe set it oh, down okay. in the backyard. Exactly. Well, uh, thank you all for indulging that bit of uh, of absurdity. And uh, to all of you listeners, again, thank you so much for um, giving us your ears and time and attention. And I have no doubt financial support, again, alexhood.net. Um, it's, you know, like Boomhauer said, man, you just type that in the web browser, or click, 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 the internet, www.com, man. Uh, you know dang on dang on click five dollars man (laughs) all right y'all y'all have a good night we'll uh, catch up with you later thanks so much for listening